Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to On A Roll, where we take an unhealthy obsession in an actor's filmography. My name is Tom, and joining me as ever is... It's Emma. She's here. She's back, and she's badder than ever. (laughs) Guess who's back? Back again. Baker's back. Tell her friends. Tell your friends. Yeah, I, I I feel boring just saying my name every week, so every week I'm going to try and do something that gives it a little bit of a pizzazz, you know? A little bit of swing. A little bit of pizzazz. <laughs> How have you been? How's I've your, how's been your all week right. Been? Um, I was just, just, just going to tell you, actually, before we started recording, but I thought I would save it. Um, save we just content. Watched, it's we, content. <laughs> we are starved for content, so any thought that you have, you must park it for a Sunday, which is when we record the I genu- podcast. I genuinely don't talk to you about things, because I'm like, <laughs> I'll tell you about it on the podcast. Well, we, um, my boyfriend and I were just watching a bit of YouTube in the morning, you know, having a, had a bit of brekkie, Cash. and um, we stumbled upon a series called America's Cheapskates, and um, we've just watched a woman who cooks her lasagna in the dishwasher because apparently that's cheaper than using the oven. Lasagna in... Wow. Yeah. I've got a question for you, actually. Hypothetical. Okay. That I've I've seen circulating on the internet this week. Uh-huh. And I've been asking people uh, where I work, and it has caused an absolute riot. Oh, God, I'm nervous now. So, lasagna. Mm-hmm. I cook two separate lasagnas. Right. I take them out of their trays, containers, whatever you bake them in. Uh-huh. I put one on top of the other. Okay. Is that <laughs> two lasagnas, one stacked on top of the other, yeah. or one big lasagna? I think this entirely depends on whether you crisped the top or not. Because if you crisped the top... Why do people top, say this? Is that what other people have said? Yes. Right. It's well, one I big think... lasagna. No, it isn't, though, because... Oh, I fucking knew. Right. I knew you'd be this on this fucking, it's two lasagnas because you can't right. have a layer of fucking cheese in the middle. It Fuck does. off. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, crisping the top of a lasagna is finishing it. It's the je ne sais quoi on top, okay? Okay. Oh. Yeah, yes. No, right. When you bake a sponge and you bake another sponge and you put it on top of it, do you say, oh, I've, I've finished that sponge and I've finished that sponge. No. It's two sponge cakes on top of each other. No, well, it's Tom, one Victoria sponge. Well, Tom... The fact that it is two sponges, actually, until you put icing in the middle, which links them together, and then you ice on top, that doesn't become two sponges or one sponge. That becomes a cake, I think you'll find. So take your dumb questions and it's shove them up your question. Arms. It's not a dumb question. And then another one I've got for you, seeing as we're on this fucking debate. Oh, go on then. Is God's when you, you have a slice of pizza, a triangle of pizza. Okay, yeah. 
if I were to tell you to eat it top to bottom, which end would you start at? Top to bottom. I would start at the pointy end. Yeah, okay, we agree on that one. Oh, okay, least. good. God, you're Jesus difficult. H fucking Christ. <laughs> oh, and I also had a woman at work tell me that Jaffa cakes are biscuits. Oh, no, 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 no. But but they're not cakes. What? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Nothing. I just don't think that they fall into a category. Look, Emmett, I hate to tell you, but there was a fucking legal dispute about it. Was there? Yeah, because you'd pay a different amount of tax <gasps> depending on what you're making. Well, they're certainly not a biscuit. That's just bollocks. And they baked a big Jaffa cake. <gasps> I would like to eat it. And they, conclu- they concluded that it was a big chocolate-covered cake. Well, I didn't know that. Wow. And do you know what the difference between a cake and a biscuit is? Um, No. It's how they go stale. Oh, isn't it that biscuits go soft and cakes go hard or something? Hard, yeah. Wow. Biscuits start hard and go soft and cakes start soft and go hard. Phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> Title of my sex tape. Um, and Start hard, go soft. <laughs> anyway, this woman at my work, she uh, says that she knows that they are cakes, mm. but to her, they have more in common with a biscuit. I mean, I respect her for like just no, get, having mental. the conviction. She's brave. I, I understand She's that gravity exists, <laughs> but in my opinion, it doesn't. Okay, that's fine. Your opinion means nothing because you think that two lasagnas stacked are one She lasagna. says that <laughs> Jaffa cakes are more like biscuits because they're small and round. I mean, you could say the same about like cupcakes, though. Exactly. <laughs> it fucking exactly. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. Now I've aired all my grievances. I didn't expect that to happen just because I told you about a stupid video that I watched. It, it's look. It's been churning in me all week, Emma. I can, that's I can that's what my tell. week has been. Has been arguing these things with people. Wow, lockdown um, really um, has really yeah, made yeah. us into monsters, hasn't it? Uh, right. <laughs> so, do you want to explain what this podcast is about? It isn't about lasagnas. No, although it maybe it should cakes. be because that was some um, that was some interesting chat. Some pa- there was some passion behind it as well. Yeah. So this podcast is usually. Um, a podcast about filmographies in which Tom and I will choose a filmography of one given actor at a time and we will watch all of their movies in order and we'll talk about them and we'll have a lot of fun. Um, Season one was all about Robert Pattinson. If you haven't checked that out, check it out. And we are currently working our way through Ryan Gosling's back catalogue, which I know we're both enjoying thoroughly and I think you guys are too. Well, I hope so. So, yeah. That's what we're here to do. Wee oui, wee, oui, mon ami. Um, we have watched <laughs> oui, this oui. week uh, Fracture, Lars and the Real Girl, mm-hmm. and Blue Valentine. Yeah, so I must say we're getting into the sort of era of Ryan Gosling where I feel like I kind of got into him as a person. I missed out on the notebook originally, mm. but I'm, I'm here for this. Blue Valentine was my shit. It was my shit. I have shit. to admit, we've we've still got a long way to go before we're, we're, he's in stuff that I've actually seen. Yeah. Uh, he's like one of those actors that I know who he is, and I'm like, oh yeah, I like him, but I, it turns out I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. Yeah, well, um, that's why we're here, I've you know. Certainly that's, seen his that's latest why we're stuff. Here. We're um, we're giving ourselves a, a several school lessons on all of these amazing actors. So, yeah, 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 definitely. Right, shall we start then with Fracture? Yeah, let's do it. What a treat this was! What a lovely, a lovely little thriller, psychological. <laughs> um, is it psychological actually? I don't know. It's just it's, a 
crime thriller. Crime it's drama, really isn't it? Flipping yeah. good, I thought. What's it about? So I haven't seen it. Fracture is about um, a guy, Anthony Hopkins, who... Good old Tony. He finds out... <laughs> good old Tone, classic Tone. He um, he finds out that his wife is cheating on him with um, Bella Swan's dad, Charlie. Oh! Right. I didn't know that it was him until I was doing my research, but Fuck the entire off. time I was joking? watching the film, I was like, oh my where do God. I recognise this guy from? The second that he him? came on screen, my <laughs> I've got three notes for this film, and the first one is just Charlie in all caps. Um... <laughs> So yeah, um, Tony finds out that his wife's cheating on him. She comes home. He shoots her um, in the head or the face, whatever. And um, then... (laughs) Some would say that they're one in the same. But are they like, though? No, let's not get into uh, this. <laughs> if you stick one head on top of another head, is it two heads or (laughs) one big head? If I stick a face on my head, is it still a head? (laughs) Is Voldemort and Quirrell (laughs) one big face or... Or one big head. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, um, always yeah. come back to Harry Potter. Jesus. The, um, I know, we're such dweebs. Um, so the upshot of the film, or like the, the short version, is the murder weapon goes missing and Ryan Gosling plays the prosecutor for this case, um, takes it a bit too relaxed and then um, Tony gets away with it, kind of. Yeah. And the whole film is like his sort of relationship with big tone and um him, him winding him up oh also that, his name that is, is how we will refer to him for the rest of this i completely forgot ryan gosling's character is called willie <laughs> yeah oh yeah because there's lots of jokes about it lots of jokes they have like him and T- big tone have a standoff in yeah. the prison or like talking to each other and he keeps calling him willie and he's like do you mind if i call you willie willie <laughs> Do you mind? He's like, I don't care. And he's like, okay, Willie. I've got so much to say about this film. Like, Ryan Gosling, for a start, absolutely hilarious. I found him so funny. Like, in that scene when Big Tone is like, mind if I call you Willie? And Ryan Gosling, like, (laughs) obviously it's hard to portray just over a podcast, but the faces he's pulling, he's just like, no. Like, why would I care? And it's so funny. Because I thought it was only Big Tone that was calling him Willie. But then yeah. everybody else in the film calls him Willie. I had I was the like, same thing, yeah. I was like, oh, is he calling it him because, you know, he's like trying to diminish. Wind him up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then yeah. Big Tone has an obsession with Peanut. <laughs> he does. There's a, he does. There's, a, there's a scene. So basically, no one knows that Big Tone's wife was shagging Charlie uh-huh. from Twilight. And he's like the lead. De- he's like the lead detective on the case. Yeah. And in fact, Charlie didn't know that he was shagging Big Tone's wife until he showed up at the crime scene and saw her dead. Yeah, and then that was a whole thing. So, so then in court, Big Tone. <laughs> I God. love that we started calling him this. Anthony Hopkins, one of the best actors ever. <laughs> Just call him Big Tone. <laughs> he's a. Uh, he like lets him get questioned on the stand, mm-hmm. and then he's pretending that he doesn't understand like proper procedure because he's he's also representing himself yeah uh, and then he's like oh i have an objection and the judge who's played by aunt petunia she's played by fiona shaw i fucking love fiona shaw is like oh what's your objection he's like oh i don't know what the legal terminology is so she says use layman terms and he goes okay uh he was fucking the victim <laughs> and she's like what so they, oh, they take yeah. they take him she takes them into the, like the back room to question ryan gosling and big tone <laughs> and uh she's like what evidence have you got and mm. he's like my dick told me so <laughs> and she's like what and he's like my dick and she's like what are you talking about and he's like oh i've, I've hired a private investigator called 
Richard. Yeah, and I, call but him I like Dick. to call him Dick, yeah. And then she's like, and then my, my quote of the film, which I just sent Emma a screenshot, like saying, this is the only, one of the only quotes, one of the only um, notes that I've got for this film. Yeah. She's like, oh, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, my dick is good. <laughs> it was so funny because you text me, um that screenshot and then i got to that part like 20 minutes later because we were watching it at the same time yeah. and i was just laughing my laughing my head off maybe laughing my head me off. off oh i tell you what there's a person in this film that i don't think you've picked up on oh okay but you know his um oh his oh are you gonna say the guy from wandavision oh i, I thought i got you yeah 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 I did, there's a guy yeah. in it from wandavision yeah we're both, um, we're both loving wandavision at the moment and we are yeah uh yeah the guy who plays director Haywood or whatever his name is mm-hmm. in WandaVision, he is like, is he, is he like a supervisor at, um, I think where he so, works? yeah. 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 No, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh my God, I think I know who that is. And then I didn't say it out loud. So when I Googled it, I said to Luke, I was like, oh, you're going to think I'm just lying now. I wish I said it out loud because I definitely knew who he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this film perfectly represents, I think I mentioned this last week, maybe the week before on the podcast, just like the era of movies when I really started to properly enjoy films. Like Mm. the music could be straight out of National Treasure. Like it's fantastic. I was going to say to you, the music in it is obnoxious. (laughs) Exactly. It's it's so loud. (laughs) I love it. And like... (laughs) inverted commas suspenseful it's like oh this it. scene's got intrigue suspense <laughs> yeah. and i'm like bloody someone turn that down he's just driving a car i really like, like it though it's so like it's just so on the nose isn't it but i just think it's fantastic 2007 was a good year for movies it's just like <laughs> it's so in your face yeah it is so i have a couple of notes from this film that you probably won't have anticipated but i feel like they need addressing go for it so there's a scene where Ryan Gosling is brushing his teeth in the shower. Now, I am such an advocate for brushing your teeth in the shower. I do it all the time, but Luke thinks it's absolutely disgusting. I would love to know your thoughts. Uh, I've never thought about it. I don't know how I feel. Okay. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of water. Have you never done it? So you run your toothbrush under the warm shower water and you brush your oh, teeth get in the, the shower. F- <laughs> fuck out. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm a cold water boy on my toothbrush. Cold water boy. I don't uh, like the I don't like the warm oh like <laughs> ugh, makes me feel ill having warm water in my mouth and I'm like <laughs> No, no, no. Okay. Cold water boy for life. What I would do in that sitch is I would run it before I got in the shower, start brushing while I'm waiting for the shower to warm up. Yeah. And then step into the shower if I was gonna do this at all. <laughs> But I, I, I don't know. Something about that makes me feel dirty. Okay, yeah. I understand that everything same. involved with it mm-hmm. is in fact cl- making you cleaner than at the start. But it yeah, makes exactly. me feel dirty I in my soul. Like, for me, especially like as someone with long hair, when you've got your conditioner in, it's just boring standing there. So like, you may as well. Ah, kill no, tell two you what I do. <laughs> tell you what I do when I condition my hair. <laughs> oh God, go on. I put the conditioner in, and while I'm wait- whilst I'm waiting for it to set. I I shower gel up. I lube, I lube my body. <laughs> lube your whole body with me natural sources lemon. <laughs> and um, yeah, get get that in all the nooks and the crannies. For, for the listener, and then, Tom then is what, like pretending to wash his body and rubbing under his armpits. What, get back sack and crack and all that. Oh god. And then uh, what um, you have to do is you, you have to like contort yourself so your head's. Out of the sh- out of the shower water, but your body's underneath the water, uh-huh. and then you're rubbing. It's a little bit 
painful, but it's a bit of exercise in the morning, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, yeah, that's what I do. Wow. And then also I've got some banging tunes on, so, you know, I'll whack out a bit of... Oh, are you a music shower person? Oh, wow. God. You... What, oh, God. What do you yeah. do in a shower if you don't have music on? I just sing. I create the music. Oh, no. So sometimes, like, if it's a bit early and no one else in my house is up yet, then I won't put the music on, but I'll have a little <laughs> sing to myself under the, <laughs> under my breath. But, oh, God, yeah, you got to whack out a bit of Sleeping With The Light On by Busted. <laughs> While you wash your crack. Slipping <laughs> Or what I go to school for. Busted's oh my, my list- Busted's my go-to at the moment. I do- at the moment, Busted's been your go-to since like 2005. No, not, but not, not always in a shower. Sometimes I'll go for a bit of musical <laughs> oh, theatre okay. in a shower. Sometimes, yeah. you know, I'll go for a bit of um, 80s, yeah. something like that. There's a great playlist on Spotify called... Um, Sing in the shower, hits oh. to sing in the shower. Oh, okay. Or some, alternatively, someone's created a playlist called Star Lord Zune mm. uh, on Spotify, um, which is so at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, he gets given a Zune instead of his uh-huh. Walkman. So, based on when the Zune came out, which is like mid 2000s, I think, they've created oh. a playlist of everything from the 80s to that time period that they imagine would be on Star Lord Zune. Oh, that's a cool idea. That's really cool. So it's all Guardians of the Galaxy inspired songs. I like to sing I'm With You by Avril Lavigne in the shower and I like to really try and go for it at the end. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I, bet, I bet Luke loves that. Yeah, no, he doesn't at all. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, yeah. Enough of our showering habits. I don't know if I want to say my second point because with that tangent, it could go on forever. No, go but, on, um, go on. Basically, there's a point where we're in Ryan Gosling, Willie's office and um, he has an open bowl of jelly beans. Yeah. Now, would Oh, is Ryan... this about him saying that popcorn's disgusting? No, it's not. I was just going to ask what you think Ryan Gosling would have as a snack on his desk in real life. Do you think he would have jelly beans? Because I don't. I really don't. Well, we, we've got into trouble with this before because you asked me what I think Christopher Nolan would have on his desk. Yeah. And I said he'd have a bowl of Rolo, which <laughs> and you were very angry at me. Well, um, yeah, I just think it's a bit unhygienic to have, like, open candy, like jelly beans... But I think I think if you're going to have an open bowl of something, jelly beans is the best way to go. Do you think? Yeah. Because because you know they're <laughs> they're wiped downable. <laughs> oh, you can blow the fluff off. <laughs> yeah. But my point of contention there is the guy takes one. And he goes, "What colour did you get?" He goes, "Yellow." He goes, "Oh, that's popcorn. It's disgusting. The buttered popcorn jelly beans that you get in the those <laughs> ones with special flavours in. Yeah. They're the best fucking they ones. They are the best. Yeah." What yeah, are you agreed. talking about, Ryan? <laughs> you prick! <laughs> God, disgusting. Yeah, wow. Anyway, <laughs> the way that he gets Tony, Big Tone, in this, or the way that Big Tone gets away with it, oh, yeah. is that Twisty. him and Charlie from, I was going to say Strangest Things, <laughs> uh, Twilight. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> they have exactly the same gun, and Big mm-hmm. Tone realises this, so... Before the murder, he goes to the hotel that Big Tone's wife and Charlie go to, uh-huh. sneaks into the room, switches the guns, yeah. shoots his wife with Charlie's gun, mm-hmm. picks up all the bullet casings, wipes them down for fingerprints, and puts them back and washes his hands and all this. I mean, they gave him a lot of time to clean up the crime scene. That was yeah. one of my early notes was, like, no one came for ages, long enough for him to clean everything up. Anyway, and then... Charlie comes in because they think it's a hostage hostage situation mm-hmm. and he like gets him to put his gun down. They both put their guns down and then he like reveals that he shot Charlie's lover. 
Yeah. And he goes mental and goes over to the body. And in that confusion, Big Tone switches the guns. It's a classic case of the switcheroo. So he's got his original gun back, which he's bought and never fired. Mm -hmm. So then when they do the ballistics report and all that, the bullets don't match the gun. And also the gun has never been fired. So how did he manage to shoot her? And they can't find the actual gun because Charlie's picked it up and put it in his holster. Mm -hmm. And so he's taken the evidence away. Anyway, so he get he gets acquitted of the mur- of the attempted murder, and yeah. this is how he gets him because Big Tone's like, haha! Even though you've worked out how I did it, you can't get me because double jeopardy. I can't be tried for the same case mm-hmm. twice. But his wife survives the initial shooting and he's in a coma, so it's attempted murder. And then yeah. after after he's acquitted, he goes and pulls the plug on her. So she did die. So it is now a murder case. Uh-huh. So Ryan gets him re he got Ryan like gets him to admit to it all and then he can retry him for actual murder and that's how he gets him. God, I tell oh. you what, like I mean, I spent most of that film like Sorry if anybody wanted to watch hell? this film by the way, I've just ruined it for like, you. Like where the hell is that murder weapon? I was like where where is it? I did not guess. I was convinced. It was a switcheroo. I was convinced that it was in one of his machines. I thought so because it felt like they made a big that the, the film starts with um, big tone looking into his like fancy perpetual motion machine that's like metal and there's loads of like spheres. By, by the way, it's going fucking around. cool. I really would cool. That is straight up my street. Oh, but, tell you what. Yeah. But um, apparently there was, there. there was an alternate ending. Oh. Uh, where Ryan Gosling confronts him with the evidence or something, and then mm-hmm. put then Ryan Gosling puts the gun into one of the machines, and then reveals to him that he's gonna like try him again so then big tone goes mental and rips the machine apart trying to get to the gun and then the police come and arrest him so i guess that would be a bit more like oh he's had to destroy his creation and Mm -hmm. um, the reason it's called fracture is because big tone has the amazing ability to be able to see where a person's breaking point is yeah he makes this whole big deal when he's talking to willie about the fact that his dad used to make him check all the eggs on the farm for any imperfections and when his dad came back he'd counted 300 eggs because he can find an imperfection in anything well because his job as well initially is he's like a plane scene a plane crash scene and he's trying to find the point of failure and Mm -hmm. no one else can find it and he's like oh it's this hairline fracture on this one wing that caused the plane crash or whatever so he's like clearly good at his job but he says that he can do it with people as well and he works out that he says that Ryan Gosling's one is that he likes to win all the time. Yeah. So when he's like when he real when he realizes that he's going to lose the case, it'll destroy him, sort of thing. Yeah. But then Ryan overcomes that. He does. It's a very good film. It's a good film, isn't it? Really bloody good. It. Yeah. It's uh, just should bloody we give good. It, should we give it a rating? Yeah, let's do it. So for people tuning in for the first time, our rating system is usually based off our actor's name. So with Ryan the Goose Gosling, we've gone for is it a Lucy Goosey? a bad film or a juicy goosey a good film mm-hmm. uh, or sometimes we come up with uh, like puns based off the film's name but i can't think of one for this one so i'll just go for lucy goosey or juicy goosey yeah it's a juicy goosey for me juicy all the way boys juicy, juicy. all the motherfucking way juicy willy yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> uh-huh love me a bit of bit of juicy Juicy Wills. You couldn't even say it. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, moving next, on. Next up, we've got Lars and the Real Girl. Yes. So I hadn't actually seen this before, um, but I'd heard a lot of good things about it. I had a couple of people saying they were looking forward to us watching it. 
and I'd heard about it before, but yeah, never seen it. Don't know about you. Uh, no, I'd never seen it. I'd heard again. I people had told me that they were looking forward to me watching it. Yeah, but it's an interesting one, isn't it? So it is. The premise of this film is that right Lars, played by Ryan Gosling, is I don't know. He's he's just a bit of an awkward guy, I guess. Socially like, awkward as hell. Doesn't really know how to talk to people or express his emotions to girls. A, a role that Ryan plays a fair bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a and, theme here, uh, isn't there? He takes it upon himself to buy a uh, ultra realistic sex doll, <laughs> and he has the delusion that she's a real person. Yeah, and then the doctors, <laughs> the doctors suggest that his family go along with the delusion and pretend that she's real, and then it, the entire town that he lives in they go along with the delusion as well because they care for him. Mm-hmm. And as a premise for a film. That sounds really weird, yeah. But it, it's weirdly heartwarming. It is like know. that. Fi- honestly, it made me tear up a couple of times at like the way that the town pull together and buy him flowers. They buy her flowers, and well, like they they all seem really to genuinely cute. grow an attachment to her. They do, yeah. Like she gets elected onto like the parent teacher <laughs> board at school because he starts getting jealous because yeah she's so busy with everybody else doing stuff with her that she can't see him or spend time mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. People and he take starts it to get a little far. bit possessive. And it's like, whoa, whoa, man. Because basically his sister-in-law basically says to him in the end that like, the re- he's like, no one cares about me. They all just care about Bianca. And she's like, no, yeah. everyone's caring for Bianca because they care- they like you, like they're doing it yeah. for you. Without saying, like, we're pretending that she's real for you. Yeah. But the doctor sort of suggests that he's doing it to express his emotions or whatever. Because his mother died giving birth to him. Yeah. Um, And his older brother, like, reminds him of this at the beginning. That's how you know. Mm-hmm. But his brother's wife is now pregnant. So mm-hmm. and it seems to be like he's slightly worried that she's going to die in childbirth as well. Yeah, it's like his way of almost like projecting his fears. And, yeah, and and, and he also can't them. he can't touch anyone. He like he says he feels physical pain when people touch him. Yeah. Um. And then he like as the film progresses, he slowly like deals with this. Well, mm-hmm. the doctor's quite clever actually because they say that Bianca the doll has an illness that she needs regular treatment for. Yeah. And she has to rest after she had the treatment. So while he's waiting for her after she's had the treatment, the doctor basically like psychoanalyzes him. Yeah, and yeah. Gives him therapy, but without him realizing. Yeah. And then there's a girl at his work who likes him, but he's not he doesn't know how to deal with it, I think. And then yeah. she like gets a boyfriend and he get he's like clearly jealous of her and then they break up and then they start to sort of form a relationship, but he's like, I can't cheat on Bianca. <laughs> and then miraculously Bianca becomes terminally ill. <laughs> And it's so dies. funny, like you just you just hear um you're in the house because um Bianca's staying in the brother and the sister in law's house because she's really religious, so she can't sleep with um Ryan Gosling. With Ryan Gosling. And um you just hear this almighty like Wilhelm scream in the middle of the night and they go running into her room and he's like trying to give her CPR because <laughs> she's, <laughs> yeah, she's not breathing. So then she gets rushed to hospital. It's really and, funny. And they say that she's terminally ill. Well no, <laughs> crucially he says that she's terminally ill because Yeah, like, he diagnoses her. Because they're like kicking off at the doctor, like, why are you doing this? Why are you, it's gonna destroy him and she's like, I'm not he's do, like he's i'm just going along with everything that he said he's the one that said she's dying he's ready to kill her off <laughs> yeah and then they die and because they like their relationship starts to break down because he starts having arguments with her and shit <laughs> and then um he 
she dies, they hold a funeral for her. Yeah. And then at the funeral, the girl that he likes, like, is talking to him at the end, and then they're like, should we go for a walk? And that's how it ends. Aww. So it's like he's actually found a human relationship. Yeah, and there's a really sweet um, scene where she asks Lars to go bowling with her on, like, a little date kind of thing and then a couple of their mutual friends that know his brother come into the bowling alley there's no lanes available so they go and join Lars and this girl and he ends up having a really nice time and he looks really uncomfortable about the fact he's enjoying himself but it's really sweet yeah yeah. it's really fucking cute man and then like and then crucially at the end of the date he like takes his glove off and holds his hand out to her and shakes her hand and he doesn't like feel any pain scream or anything yeah it's um it's very good. Also, one thing that made me laugh was um when they've been to church with Bianca, uh, one of the cute old ladies brings her a bouquet of fake flowers and she's like, these won't die, they'll last forever. And I was like, I like that, that's nice. Give, <laughs> oh, give fake flowers to the robot. <laughs> uh, it's because that's what I'd been told before I watched it. It was like, it sounds really weird, but it is quite heartwarming. And it is, it's really nice. I kind of expected it to be like a lot of laugh out loud really like fucking weird basically and like it wasn't at all like it was funny but it was Mm. like it was funny because it was quite sweet and it was very heartwarming like you said so yeah now i've got a few little facts about this film oh i was hoping you would because yeah there wasn't many about fracture but i've got some about the the last two of these films i I know that you've got a lot about blue valentine as well So um, there's a lot of improv in this. Now, I've had it pointed out to me that Ryan loves a bit of improv. Yeah. Right. Um, So the scene where Lars and Bianca go to the party or about Uh to enter the party was entirely improvised by Ryan Gosling. Oh, really? As well as the scene where he performs CPR on Margot's teddy bear. (laughs) So, like, just to give a bit of context for that second one, the girl that he likes, um, she, she has, like, she argues a lot with his co-worker who he works in a cubicle with and she like hides his action figures that he has on his desk and she has a teddy bear and his co-worker fucking hangs the teddy bear (laughs) so she's really upset about it so ryan gosling goes over to her and takes the noose off the bear and then performs cpr on the bear to bring it back to life and it's really it's a really nice scene and really genuine and that's why because it was fucking improvised oh my god that's so funny what what a fucking guy i was gonna say i mean he's very talented and you can tell and the fact that he's just like yeah improvise that that's brilliant also to help him stay in character because he's he's big about his character the doll was treated like an actual person on set mm-hmm. so she was dressed privately in her own trailer and she was only present for the scenes that she was in so they treated her like a real person as well oh my god Another fact about the doll. I've got I've got three facts. So another one. <laughs> to I mean, someone had to think of this. So someone was clearly... Uh, I'll tell you the fact. Oh, to eliminate God. the possibility of any accusation about having sex with the doll, Bianca was custom ordered without genitalia. Ah. So in the film, they make a big deal about how she's anatomically correct and she's got yeah. genitals and all this. But the film crew specifically ordered her without any... Um, so that no one could be accused of having sex with her. But what, who thinks of set? that? Yeah, who thinks of that? I mean, the fact that they were worried that that could potentially be an accusation is it's mm-hmm. quite scary, You know what I'm it? saying? Oh my and God, wow. Finally, the doll had nine different faces. What? Which were used to show a sort of evolution of her character. It starts off with a face that has heavy makeup on it. But yeah. then later they use a more natural looking face without any makeup. And then finally, mm. in the last couple of scenes, 
the face becomes slightly green to reflect her inverted commas failing health. Oh my god! I noticed the um the lack of makeup, but I didn't notice that she was slightly, slightly green. green. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. And cool. then uh, so to just to give you an idea of how realistic this doll is, mm-hmm. the company that make them is called it's called the Real Doll or something. Mm-hmm. It was featured on the Graham Norton effect, which oh. is a was like a chat show on Channel 4. I didn't really know a lot about Graham Norton's chat show history, but he used to no. watch Channel 4. Didn't know. I just assumed he'd always been show. on BBC One. Yeah, yeah. So they got one of the dolls, which mm-hmm. apparently cost $6,000. Holy crap. Wow. And to test how real the doll looked, they put it in a bar, dressed it up, put it in a bar and put sunglasses on it so that they couldn't tell and like put a, a glass in its hand and then they put speakers on it so someone yeah. could speak through it to see... So they could talk to people who came up, tried to approach the doll and like chat her up. Mm. And one person, they told one man to go into the bathroom, take off his pants and wait for her. And he oh. did. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, what a guy. Oh. Well, is it just me that doesn't? I mean, maybe in a dark bar when she's got sunglasses on, but I don't think she looks real. No. Like maybe for the time. But I mean, we've got like Sophia now. Yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. old news, this um, Bianca. She's like iOS 2. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, did you notice a cast member in this who um, Ryan's worked with before, Emma? Um, no. So Karen Robinson, who's an actress you probably wouldn't recognise, but uh, having a she look at her... She's the doctor? She, no, she's in um, Shit's Creek as well. She's like the receptionist at his work, who initially tells him like, oh, I think yes. Margot's interested in you. Yeah. They appeared together in the episode of Goosebumps, Say Cheese and Die. Did they? 12 years previous to this being filmed. Oh, I never would have recognised her. She's the detective who, like, oh. comes around to the house. Oh, my God, that's so niche. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. The Ryan Gosling verse is expanding. It really, really is. Every single week, I'm, like, stressing, trying to write things down on my notepad. Like, okay, so... They've been here, they've been here, she's been You're here. You're going to have like, a room full of red up. string, like, <laughs> yeah. just connecting all the dots. I am. It's getting too much now. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> right, should we give this a rating then? Yeah, go on then. Have you got any... I've got, we've got plenty of words to work with here. Was yeah. it Lars and the real girl or Lars and the fake girl? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't Is know. It La- Lars and the real girl. Or Lars and for real girl. <laughs> Which one's good? <laughs> the the first one because the okay. second one's like really. Are you for real? Are you for real? <laughs> okay, well for me then it's Lars and the real girl. <laughs> yeah, it's Lars and the real girl, isn't it? Cool. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. That was bad. Yeah, that, that was, was a awful. bad one. For uh, okay, shame. Finally, for shame. then we come to Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine. Right, I would like you to describe this film because for the listener, I, I'd i seen it before a couple of times, I think, as a teen. And um, so I was re-watching it, you know, last night and it was a lot heavier than I remember. But I was gonna Tom say, was a little traumatised. How the fuck did you enjoy this? Can a- I tell... Right, I wasn't going to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you why I came across this film. It's really fucking embarrassing, by the way. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> when, so when I was a teenager, it won't surprise you to know that I used to use Tumblr. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was on Tumblr. Yeah. Um, and I remember seeing a gif of the scene 
where <laughs> it's a sex scene. I won't I won't describe it because this is a family show. Um Is it but <laughs> Is it? It's just, a scene sorry, where... <laughs> sorry, sorry, just <laughs> just to stop. Um this is a family show. So I'm just gonna rewind you back to series one where we were watching High Life and uh Robert Pattinson was physically raped. And then his semen was artificially inseminated into another woman. And to you, that's family friendly. I I tell you what, the number of times that I've sat down on a Saturday night with my family and gone, do you know what I feel like watching tonight, guys? High life. Um, Well, okay. I'm happy to admit that maybe I was wrong. Or the multiple times we saw him wank. (laughs) Okay. Well, maybe I was just trying to avoid describing this sex scene, but I'll be an adult about it. So Ryan Gosling is going down on Michelle Williams, um, but you can't see either of them like in this particular shot. And I saw a gif of it and I remember thinking, I like the look of that. I want to know where it's from. (laughs) So so I read the tags. to find out it was blue valentine and then i remember <laughs> ordering it on amazon <laughs> so i could watch it wow <laughs> oh. oh dear what and a i discovery. got more than i bargained for because there's a fair bit of runty tunty in that film isn't there runty tunty oh god but yeah that's embarrassing right so, so... i'll describe this film for yeah, you yeah go on crack on so ryan gosling and the mom from Greatest Showman. <laughs> Michelle Williams, how dare you? Um, who apparently also, by the way, is in a film that we've already watched for Ryan Gosling and I just didn't realise. Yeah, she was in flipping the one where he kills that little United boy. United States of Leland. That's the one. Did yeah. not know it was a... <laughs> They're a couple and it's like flashing backwards and forwards between, we'll call it present day and how they got together. Mm-hmm. And when they got together, they were really happy and now they're married with a kid and they're really not happy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just about how shit their marriage is. It's about how shit their life is and how now, they fucking hate I will, each other. I will equate this to a film that I've talked about before, and it's also mm. a musical that I've talked about before, and it's called The Last Five Years, because mm. that that follows a similar sort of jumping back and forth. Is this one uh, Anna Kendrick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember you telling me about So this. that tells the story of, you know, a relationship blossoming... And then fading and being shit and then breaking up. <laughs> but at least with that, you occasionally get an absolute banger of a song. Yeah. With th- with this, you just get fucking pummeled. <laughs> and then you go, oh, it's a nice romantic bit. And then it fucking hard cuts back to them being shit and hating their life. <laughs> and it's just fucking depressed. Like, artistically... Nailed it. Great beautiful film. film. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Oh. Stunning. Mm, chef's kiss. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Emotionally. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Can I just say the worst thing about this film for me is Ryan Gosling's hairline when they're married. Good Lord. He oh, has so no do you want to know why it's like that? I can tell you why it's like that. Oh, go on. Because it's based off the director's personal appearance. Oh. He is balding and has that facial hair and also his Ryan Gosling's character's style when he's younger and they're falling in love is based off the directors. When honestly while we're on this, I feel like Ryan Gosling has one of those faces where 
you just have to change his style and his hair and he looks like an entirely different person like it's good isn't it actually insane how different i didn't mention in in lars he's He's packed on a bit, hasn't he? He is, yeah. He's he's a bit. Um, and he's that, got a bit of the old that, memory foam. Again, that changes his appearance a load. It does, yeah. Also, it's, cracking moustache in that film. Such a good moustache. Loved oh, it. I must ask you a question. No, oh, um, shave it for later. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, watching this film, I was depressed as fuck. But then reading <laughs> about the making of it has made me appreciate. It was like you know when we watched the lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we we fucking hated every second uh-huh. of it. Also. Side note, we did like retweet this, I think, but they were going to release an extended edition of The Lighthouse mm-hmm. that adds 20 more minutes of Robert Pants and wanking. We will be watching it when that comes out, and we might even do a little special episode. So What? what yeah. It, what would we talk about? All Just the, the 20 minutes where he wanks? <laughs> yeah. The art, the art of it all, Tom. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right, so, anyway. I mean, we'll get into this probably when we go onto the factoids, because it, it is relevant, but the chemistry between these two and just the feeling of hatred is fantastic and it feels like michelle williams acting especially in there's a scene in set in the past when they're getting together and ryan gosling is playing the ukulele and he's singing like tiny tim and michelle williams is dancing and she's singing a song with all the president's names in it it feels like you're watching real people, which I know sounds stupid because obviously they're good actors, but it's it's so insane how real it feels. It's it's borderline crazy. Well, I've got a fact about that scene. Probably, as, seeing as we're talking about it. Yeah, I think I've probably read it, but crack on for the listeners. So, uh, yeah, all the, all the stuff where they're falling in love was filmed first, first off. Mm-hmm. So that's when they that's when both the actors liked each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also that, that scene... The, the director did a lot of telling each of the actors different information and like getting them to keep stuff from each other. Uh-huh. So he told them to hide their individual talents that they showcase in that scene from each other yeah. until they did the scene. And a lot of it's improvised. So their reactions in the scene are, are genuine because they didn't know the other one was going to do that or could, mm-hmm. in fact, do that, which is why I think it feels, like you say, so real. Yeah, and yeah their chemistry is just great. Yeah, uh, like throughout. the way she's like laughing all the way through it, it feels like real laughter. Like the only time I've ever seen laughter that real, I think is when in Friends, Ross gets a tan and then Rachel opens the door and she laughs and calls him Miss Hawaiian Tropic. That is like the most genuine laughter I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. And then Michelle Williams in Blue Valentine is a close second. <laughs> yeah, the the stuff with them at the beginning is just amazing. Uh, and apparently yeah. the first the first thing they ever shot for this was the scene where he like greets her at the door at her dad's house Aww. and he's like got black eyes yeah um because he's just been beaten up by her ex-boyfriend <laughs> and yeah it's just so so genuine all of it and yeah. um what was i gonna say we were talking about the um ukulele scene or was that you already said that oh no so sorry yeah the whole bit set in the past is so lovely and nice and they shot all that first apparently mm-hmm. i don't know if you know this there was genuine discussion about cancelling filming the second half of the film and just making, and, it and just like making a, love a film story. about them falling in love and calling it yeah. Valentine. But but they had to go and fucking ruin it. They didn't had to they? go and uh, yeah. If they had stopped there, I'd have, I'd have fucking loved it. I mean, it like I say, it if they had stopped there, and... it would have literally just been the Notebook because that scene when they're like dancing and singing was so similar to the Notebook. Well, this is what I said to you. I said this is the Notebook. But if the notebook was set in reality, like, <laughs> yeah. do you know, what I'm, like, I'm sure there are people that have after. that amazing love story, but for a lot of people, it doesn't happen. And yeah. this is it. And apparently this was like, 
basically therapy for the director. Oh. The reason he, he wrote his own shit. The reason that he wrote it is because his parents split up when he was like twenty or whatever, and he didn't, he couldn't understand why. Yeah. So he wrote. He wanted to write a film to work out how they fell in love and how it went so wrong. Yeah. So and he he worked on this film for something like twenty years or something. He started. Oh no. It would be like fifteen years. He wrote. Yeah. He wrote it in wrote the first draft in nineteen ninety eight, and it wasn't made until twenty ten. So, like, that's not fifteen years. I've lied, but <laughs> you know, whatever. Quick maths. <laughs> yeah, but and also he wanted to wait six years to film the second half. Wow, that to let them been... age really. Yeah, but um, obviously he was discouraged from doing that, and it was supposed mm-hmm. to film in two thousand and eight, but Heath Ledger died, and he wanted to use the mom from greatest showman i'm his, calling her that because i know it. I, she's not his wife she was his wife uh what i read it said ex-girlfriend oh i thought they were married they do have a kid together oh maybe that's but, why i thought that but yeah it's it's heavy isn't it yeah so they wanted to let her like be respectful to her and let her deal with that and they that they were set on using her yeah because uh, she well, was the she's... first person she was the first person attached to this i think she's fantastic and a pleasure to watch but my god when it's in like current times and they're fighting. Like, I don't know if you're meant to think this, but I just remember thinking, you're a bitch, man. Like, she is such a bitch. I mean, see, this is the interesting thing. I don't think either of them are in... The, some of Both of them are right in some aspects of what they fight about. Yeah, I think you're meant to think that, aren't you? And they, but so, they're some, constantly sometimes just he's, like, other. picking a fight over something for no reason. And yeah. sometimes she's being a bitch. And, like, uh-huh. yeah, he, he just wants to her to love him again i guess but then he goes about things the wrong way and he like gets violent and what have you yeah, and you also find you also find out that um it's not his kid right yeah no i don't think it is it's the ex-boyfriend's kid uh-huh and it, oh he also has a tattoo have you noticed his tattoo on yeah his arm? i did i didn't notice what it was though it's it's a picture from the giving tree ah. which is a book about giving up things that you want everything that you want for someone else which is what he's doing yeah, I um, mean, she makes a whole thing about, she basically says, you're not living up to your potential. Isn't there something else you want to do with your life? And he's like, there was stuff I wanted to do with my life, but I gave that all up to be with you. And Apparently, it's, it's fun- again, that's based on a conversation that I keep calling him the director. I have got his name. It's a hard watch, isn't it? Uh, that Derek Cianfranc's... I don't know how you say his last name. But that's based on a real conversation between him and his wife about making this film. Oh my god, man. Um, so it's a very personal film for him. Wow. But, yeah, just watch it. I don't want to go through the ins and outs of every fucking heartbreak. And I mean, yeah, I'm sure you've what's, this what's fact, depressing but... is, is seeing the bit that they filmed first and yeah. how, like, f- how full of life they both <laughs> how, are. How joyful they are, And yeah. then the second part where it's just awkward and they've got nothing yeah. to say to each other and they just hate each other. Do you know what, though? Like, I don't know about you, but you saying that the director made this as a way to sort of, like, workshop his parents' marriage and figure out where it all went wrong, I don't know that I'm any the wiser as to why it all went wrong. Like, I don't know why it all yeah. went so bad other than that they both just fall out of love and that's depressing as fuck <laughs> I th- yeah yeah i don't really know why they fall yeah. out of love to be honest it's like what what the hell happened for them to go from like singing in the street having sex all the time being completely in love to like literally i, th- I not guess he, he was sort other. of a hope hopeless romantic they went they mm. both went into it for different reasons i guess well, he says, doesn't he, in the film, I don't know if you remember, but Ryan Gosling's character is talking to a guy at work 
And he's like, I think men are more romantic because when a guy meets a girl, he's like, she's the one, she's the best woman mm. I've ever met. I want to marry her. But women will settle because a guy's got a good job and not because they feel the same way. And I was like, So he goes in it for that reason because he's just like madly in love with her. And he's like, yeah. I don't care. I'll give up everything and have this baby that's not mine and all this. Yeah. And she sort of just wants someone there to love her. Because also yeah. it's sort of hinted that she... Because she bumps into the ex-boyfriend in yeah. the present day. And she's sort of... You don't know any of the backstory at that point, And she's sort of almost flirting with him or likes the attention. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's yeah. a bit strange. But yeah. I don't know if you read this. You probably did. But I read that Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling lived together. Um, yeah, that's, so that's what I was going to say now is should yeah. we get into all that shit. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I think that's really cool. So yeah, they, they live together. I think they live with the kid as well. Yeah, that's so strange. Can you imagine being that kid's parents? Like, you're going to go live with Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams, okay? And they're going to argue a lot and they're going to fake fight, but none of it's real, okay? <laughs> so yes, yeah, so they had to live they had to live with each, with each other for three weeks and... Yeah. Or for a month, I think, actually, I'm reading here. And they had to do all the grocery shopping together, cook dinner together, do all that sort of shit and pick fights with each other, like you say. But yeah. one of the ways that the director got them to do that was he would give them little tasks to do. One mm-hmm. of which was he told Ryan Gosling to try and initiate sex with her. <laughs> and he did. What? They didn't have sex and she rejected him and he ended up sleeping on the couch. But like, oh, how so weird, like what would have happened if they had had sex? I mean, like, if I was so Michelle strange. Williams, I can't pretend that I would have kicked him onto the couch. <laughs> I'd have been like, wait. <laughs> and then, yeah, when they were doing their scenes as well, he would like tell them to do different things. So he, if they were having an argument, he would tell Michelle Williams to try and get out of the room by any means necessary. But he wouldn't yeah. tell Ryan Gosling that she was going to do that. Mm-hmm. And then he would tell Ryan Gosling to do anything to persuade uh, Michelle Williams or to get her attention or whatever. Yeah. So that's why he does a lot of the things that he does. So, for example, yeah, they even did this in the first bit. So her character won't tell Ryan Gosling that she's pregnant. So he has yeah. to convince her to to tell her what's going on going on so he yeah. climbs over the railings on a bridge that's not scripted ryan gosling just did that because he was like i need this woman to tell me why that she's pregnant so that, i guess i'll, um, I'll threaten to kill myself me, that reminded me of when he climbs the um ferris wheel in the notebook it's the same <laughs> energy it's hugely yeah. the same energy like i will like, kill myself if you don't give me what i want <laughs> ryan gosling just has a death wish man he's I just know. like i'll climb over you i don't give a shit He's just committed to the art. What can I say? Yeah. I like shit like this. Yeah. Because it's not... I guess guess it's not harmful. I don't know. Because at the end, they can all go, sorry, that wasn't real. I didn't mean that. But it elicits a real reaction at the time. But when you go into the lengths of method acting where it just... So, like, an example that springs to mind Mm. is, like, when they were filming Suicide Squad, Mm -hmm. Jared Leto... Like oh. sent like used condoms to people and dead yeah. rats and things like that. That just was that confirmed. Yeah, I think so. Oh like, god, that's like that. What does that add to your character? Do you know what I mean? Whereas this, you're getting an actual. The two of you are both actively working to form a real relationship, sort of thing. Yeah, that makes sense to me. The Jared Leto thing, like I'm a fan, as you know, but that's just too goddamn far. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's just just all the shit that they that they did. I just, you I found just, it I, quite I that um, de- depressing, didn't you? Yeah, I I had to watch it in several instalments, just like because <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, this is like it's not even so like the Notebook was depressing and sad, and I cried, mm. but I don't know, it was it was like 
happy crying i guess like it's still yeah, sad it what happened like, to them but yeah whereas nice, this is just oh, they're in love yeah this was just too real i think <laughs> <laughs> it got too close to the bone for me yeah and this I was just, was like, just oh. like this is what happens when you get married and um have a kid so don't do either of those things yay <laughs> <laughs> should we give it a rating yeah let's do it i think this might be the first official use um, where I actually mean it, of Noosey Goosey, <laughs> where I want to kill myself. <laughs> I've said it oh, before God. jokingly, but I did just genuinely, I was just like... <laughs> I'm just going to end it all. Uh, yeah, I, I had to go do, do something after this to just like cleanse my aura. Cleanse your aura of just like the heavy, depressing reality of marriage. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, and I'm not even in a relationship, so I don't know how you feel. <laughs> I mean, I'm not married, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you've got all that to come, Emma. I have. Well, do you know what, though? I said to Luke, actually, I was like, they're married, and that, that seems to be kind of a thing, like it's a bad marriage or whatever. But we've been together for seven years, so I kind of feel like I I would know by now, I think if we were going to end up like, like they that. end up in the film. Yeah, because like, they sort of I, rush into it. I've got an interesting yeah. fact for you, actually. This is oh, a, a statistic. A statistic. And it, it's couples that... Uh, maybe you don't want to know the statistic. But couples <laughs> that um, live together before they get married have a greater divorce rate than couples who only live together after they get married. God, that's a bit of a strange one isn't it i don't understand how that but there's uh, do you want me to explain the psychology behind it yeah go on so people who move in together before they get married often that's because you just spend so much time with each other that you're just like which is sort of what happens in this film they Mm -hmm. sort of go oh we might as well move in together might as well get married sort of thing because we it just makes just makes logical sense it's just Mm -hmm. a convenience thing whereas if you move in to get, if you decide to make that commitment and get married, and then move in with each other after the fact, mm-hmm. you have made a concerted decision about that, and you you're mm. both committed to that. But yeah. I think you know it, it depends whether you've both gone. Shall we take this next step and move in together, or whether mm. it's just, oh, it's just easier if we live together, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean we got. And thrown it's also out, so that's not no saying choice. that's not saying that everyone who does that will get divorced. Yeah. It's just that <laughs> sometimes people who do have a less realistic uh, understanding of what a marriage is going to be. I mean, the trick here is just never get married and then you can't get divorced. The doy. Emma, Emma, the trick is to never give your heart to anyone <laughs> because then they can't break it. Don't open up to anyone Don't open up. Ever. Don't let anyone in. Bottle your emotions. <laughs> never, see, never let anyone see you cry. Never let anyone know that you're sad. Put on a public persona of happiness all the time and you'll be A-OK. Tom's life hacks. I'm fine! (laughs) Can you insert um, Simon and Garfunkel? Hello, darkness, my old friend. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Um, Yeah, don't do that. Um, Love is wonderful. Anyway, Anyway, let's move on then to the official Ryan Gosling ranking. Okay. That was a great little trumpet from me. You're welcome. It sounded like the intro to Thunderbirds. <laughs> Do you know why that's in my head? Because you were listening to Busted. Yeah, and uh, Thunderbirds are go came on. <laughs> Which, tell you what, fucking banger. 
<laughs> that shit slaps. <laughs> the boys are back in town. Oh my gosh. Down. This is just, this podcast is sponsored by Busted, apparently. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> right, anyway. Okay, I'll give you the top five. Uh, any particular way you'd like me to do it? Um, We haven't had any funky accents this episode have we no um just do your do your butlin's um your butlin's host voice <laughs> well actually this week i've had to record a voiceover in the style of like an x-factor announcer should i do that do you know yes. i've got a voice ready to go yes okay go launch edit number five <laughs> it's half nelson Edit number four, it's young Hercules. Edit oh number three, it's Stay. And edit number two, it's The Notebook. Edit number one, remember the Titans. Oh, well, I, I thought you were going to have no idea then. how that's going to sound because I'm looking at my waveform and that has popped the fuck off so apologies to, to anyone who's had to listen to that <laughs> yeah you just need to level it out and it'll all be fine um, wow what a ranking yeah right so where so, are we gonna stick fracture so fracture straight in the top five for me okay is it knocking out young hercules yes sorry sorry hercules is it better than stay uh stay stay what the fuck was stay i've already forgot you and what McGregor. it was oh yeah oh no it's not better than stay also just while we're doing this could I? I didn't. I didn't question you on this last week because I wasn't sure if I was hearing it right. But then in the edit, how do you say the actor that is in Stay's name? Ewan McGregor. Ewan. Is it? Is it? Is it not Ewan? Ewan. I mean, really, does it make a fucking difference? Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. How does he say it? Ewan. I'm gonna say it, Ewan. It sounds like you saying ew, Ewan. <laughs> fuck you, man. No, just. just it, I've just never heard anyone call him that. Well, ew can go and flip yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, just I wasn't sure if you were saying it last week, and then when I was editing it, I was like, she is saying that. But, I, well, no one else pulled me up on it, you little bitch. <laughs> well, I, I thought that I'd take it upon myself to wait a week and then bring it up, <laughs> and dick. not and not do it in private. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, God. where are we going to stick Lars and the real girl? Um, Lars and the real girl. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I think that could come in at number five below Fracture. Yeah, I think so. And then I think maybe Blue Valentine after. After Lars and the Real Girl. Yeah, because I just think it's too depressing to be that enjoyable. Yeah, it's not... I'll put it this way. It's not one that I will rush out to watch. No, I mean, it's really good. But yeah, I mean, we've got to be realistic about this. Yeah, yeah. It's good (laughs) film. The ranking is final. Bloody hell. Bloody depressing, isn't it? Bloody hell, like. Bloody hell, like. Right, so we'll, uh, we'll bloody post that somewhere we shall. Okay. Um, right, I would say that this takes us on to our next segment, but I'm going to introduce a new segment, if that's okay with you, Emma. Ooh, this has taken me by surprise. So, um, obviously, at the end of each episode, we, we let you guys know that if you want to contact us, you can. And we've had our first ever email from a listener. <gasps> oh, my God. I will put a caveat that it is someone I know, but, <laughs> you know... There we go. It's still an email. So I'm going to open up on the off chance that we do get more emails. If people want to email us, honorrollpod at gmail.com. All the links of where you can contact us and shit like that, we say at the end of the show, but I don't know if anyone listens that far. (laughs) Or uh, it's in the the show notes for this. So if anyone does want to message us, you can. So 
This is a segment that I'm going to call... Well, a few weeks ago, you put out on social media, like, what should we call people that listen to the podcast? Uh-huh, I and did. And the popular view seemed to be that we should call it the on a roll, on a roll. Uh-huh. On a roll, like H-O-N-O-U-R. H-O-N-O-U-R. Yeah. So honor roll. I would call this segment Letters from the Honor Roll. Oh, beautiful. I haven't I come that. up with a theme tune yet, but seeing as this is the first episode and we're probably not going to get more emails, um, <laughs> it doesn't really matter at the moment. It. We can workshop it okay, as and when cool. that arrives. So this is from one Mr. Bobby Stanley. Mm-hmm. He says, hey, Emma and Tom, I've just listened to episode 19 and thought I'd write to say how much I'm enjoying the show. You've fast become my favourite podcast and Wednesday can't come fast enough. Oh, so, kind, so kind cute. words, isn't it? Oh, so nice. I've listened the last couple of weeks on the way to the vaccination centres and have been and have had my spirits thoroughly boosted. How many uh, vaccines has he had? Oh, uh, going there multiple times. Well, no, see, Bob, Bobby is pharmacist, so he's been administering <laughs> the vaccines. Yeah. Oh my god, we have healthcare professionals listening to this. This is yeah. crazy. This man is literally saving the world, or at least Britain, <laughs> and he's listening to us spaz about films. <laughs> Uh, I did think of one thing, he says. Pun intended. I did think of one thing and wondered if you could help me. Anything for you, Bobby. Anything for you. Who would win in a fight between the goose and Robbie Pat Pat? (gasps) He says, I think it depends on the parameters of the fight, such as whether Mm -hmm. it was an organised contest or to the death. (laughs) Uh, Many thanks and keep up the good work, Bobby. Big, big fan. Wow. Well, thank you very much, Bobby. I mean, I'm going to assume that this is a street brawl to the death, not like a KSI versus Logan Paul organised fight. Yeah, no, no. Um, but, so when you say street brawl, are you, yeah. can they use anything in the street or...? I think so. And okay. I'm going to... Right, my instant thought is that Robert Pattinson, Robbie Pat-Pat, mm. R-Pats, etc., would win. And that is purely based on the fact I think he has got a real psychotic streak and we know this because we've studied him we, you know we know way In more detail. than we ever thought <laughs> yeah we we've know done a way deep character study than we ever thought and I, I just think he wouldn't hold back i do agree with you there that uh-huh. he's got the psychotic streak and that that does throw me slightly because i think yeah. he'd be he'd be willing to do anything yeah to win. he would that's the thing like he would pick any he would pick up the manhole cover and just beat Ryan Gosling yeah. to death but with I think, it. I, know I think that Ryan's would. Ryan's got a bit of grit to him. He's got grit, I mean? and I reckon he's stronger. We've seen him take a fair few punches. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've seen him with a bloody nose more than any other actor. How tall are they? I need to know now. Bear with, I'm going to Google it. Keep but yeah, trying, I, Tom. I think, I think Ryan, like I say, has got a bit more street smarts to him. So maybe he could like just like last the fight a bit, little bit longer than Rob. But then right, yeah. when you've got Robert Pattinson, who's willing to do anything, who's going who's gonna to win? Like, right, I, so I, Robert Pattinson is 1.85 metres. Ryan Gosling is 1.84 metres. Oh, so, so it's an even even match. Yeah, so but I think that Ryan Gosling is a bit more stacked. Like, he's a bit wider, so he's got a bit more... Oh, like, really? I always so. imagine him as a bit slimmer. No, maybe, I mean, if he was fighting him in Lars and the Real Girl... He'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. He'd be he'd be absorbing them punches. Wait, okay. So my final answer is Robert Pattinson would win because he's a nut job. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go Ryan. Okay. Just, but I think that's because he's he's a bit more wily, and I think he could outlast him. I mean, in fairness, didn't Ryan Gosling bring like knives to school and stuff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so we don't know. If, yeah. 
if he's packing a knife. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll put that out to the audience. Let us know. Um, I hope that answers your question, Bobby. Yeah. Um, you've got an answer from each of think. us. We've not come to a general consensus, so I'm sorry. But, it's um, an interesting question, though. Thank you. We would love more questions like this. And in if our people inbox. want to let us know what their thoughts are, or maybe, here's one for you, if people could email in with suggestions of pairings between characters yeah so, so like, like who would win between like edward cullen and ryan gosling and blue valentine i mean obviously edward cullen would yeah win. or it could be you know robert pattinson character fights another robert pattinson character <gasps> yes you know what i mean okay, or yeah. or vice or ryan gosling but yeah, set us up with those scenarios and we'll answer them <laughs> yeah. definitively and we'll try to come to a common consensus next time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's been it for Letters from the Honour Roll. Yeah, thank you. Wow. So that'll take us on to, hey, check it out. It's Ryan Gosling Fact of the Week. Okay, so this week's Ryan Gosling Fact of the Week actually comes in two parts. Um, so I have had to steer away from the 32 Facts About Ryan Gosling article. And I found one today. After last week's debacle where they named the wrong Ryan. And it goes like this. So um, Ryan Gosling and fellow Canadian Justin Bieber are related. What? According to Ancestry.com, who reported in 2012, they are 11th cousins once removed with their connection dating back to French people who moved to Quebec in the 1600s. Now, Tom, before you say anything, I googled this to confirm it's true and i came across another article with the ancestry.com family tree which actually says that justin bieber ryan gosling and avril lavigne are all related what the fuck is canada like that small is it that small everyone's straight to everyone i mean i can't fucking believe it honestly i mean if you go back far enough (laughs) we're all related though right surely yeah, but this isn't that far. There's only 11 generations. 11th cousins? So what, yeah. what's, what is 11th cousin? Like... No, not even 11 generations. Yeah, 11th cousin. I don't know, but basically on the family tree, which I will post, listener, so don't worry. I'll let you have a look at it. I need to see um, it because, Jesus. I'll show you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't look that far removed on the tree. So, but that's crazy, right? I guess that they can link them in that few generations. Um, the funniest thing is that this became known to the public because Justin Bieber found out and posted it on Instagram because he was so amazed. He said, this is the best day of my life. What a glorious Canadian combo. And then he says he can see the likeness between him and Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I guess, yeah, to be fair. He and said then, it's the best day of his life. I mean, Avril, Avril, Avril Lavigne's not even the real Avril Lavigne anymore, is she? No, she's um, she's a clone. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's an been, she was replaced in the mid-2000s, wasn't she, or something like that? I just think that's a great fact. So, yeah. I mean, wow. that that is better than he stopped someone walking into traffic. <laughs> I was I was really I was really clutching at straws last week. I've had to just start googling it for myself instead of relying on these shitty blogs. Ryan Gosling once told a man to wash his hands in the bathroom. <laughs> Ryan Gosling once took a shower. Oh god! All right. Anyway, that that's probably the end, isn't it? Yeah. That's now for the bit on that no one listens long. to. <laughs> yeah. So if you've enjoyed, leave us a rating. Uh, on iTunes the higher the better leave us a little review as well if you want to contact us and give us any fun scenarios to question maybe uh-huh. it could be Ryan Gosling or Robert Pattinson or any actors that we talk about in the future related yeah. or maybe it could be a fun hypothetical like I was 
giving Emma at the beginning of the show and you can hear us argue about lasagna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to do that, how can they contact us, Emma? Um, like we said before, you could send us an email on a rollpod at gmail.com. Send us a tweet on a rollpod. Instagram DM on a rollpod. You can get us on Facebook on a rollpod. Pretty much it, I think. So send us a message. Let us know if you enjoyed and how we'll much We'll try and us. get back to you and you might be featured on our newest segment. You might be the lucky listener that gets featured on our new segment. Wow. Letters from the honour roll. Yeah. And that's about it, isn't it, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, should I tell you what we're watching next week? Yes, please. Okie doke. So next week we are watching All Good Things, Drive and Crazy Stupid Love. I am going to scream. Drive is one of my favourite films. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> if that's not a ringing endorsement to tune in next week, folks, I don't know what is. I am fucking buzzing to watch Drive. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you, everyone's got that to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen Drive before as well. I can't really remember mm-hmm. it, but... Fucking brilliant. I think he gets Just punched brilliant. a fair bit in that, doesn't he? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, loads. Oh, oh bloody yeah. <laughs> uh, right, anyway, before we go on too much. Uh, <laughs> see you, you next week, Bye. motherfuckers. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 